What's good, family? With summer approaching, I'm about to take a much-needed break. But it's all good because I have well over 200 episodes for you to catch up on. So you can binge on my podcast all summer long. Matter of fact, I got multiple series that are off the charts like God's Perfect Woman. It starts at episode 165, goes to 170. Or Know Thyself, Your True Self, which is episode 106 to 108. And there's so many more that I can't even name right now, but trust me when I tell you, it is well worth listening to. So check out my catalog, catch up over the summer, and I'll see you back in the fall where we'll pick right up where we left off like I was never gone. Peace. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Keevy, and right now you're listening to the New Numa Godcast. Stay locked and loaded. Welcome to New Numa Godcast. I am your host, Norman Brown, a.k.a. Professor. If you've been looking for raw truth without political correctness, welcome home. New Numa is full of intellectual, spiritual, social, urban, eclectic, and serious conversations about anything that matters to God. This is the place where you get spiritual answers to natural issues from a biblical point of view. The end goal is to show the world that the Bible has always been relevant, even on issues we face today. So as always, we have a fire podcast episode locked and loaded just for you in three, two, one. Welcome to New Numa Godcast. This is your host, Norman Brown, again, a.k.a. The Professor. Listen. Today, we're going to get into a subject that, you know, a lot of times you go out here, you hear people saying certain key words, as I call them, cliches, you know, phrases and whatnot, and people who don't know any better will automatically think, oh, they must be a believer. Um, No, not necessarily. And I'm going to tell you something. If you just go by phrases and key words and stuff like that, only then you're sadly mistaken because the world is actually catching on to certain things that the church has been saying and now they are mirroring what we're saying or what a lot of people are saying let me say it that way and so if you're going by just words alone like i said you you're sadly mistaken if you think that those words represent what that person is really about You have to actually know people by their fruit, number one. And number two, you have to actually see their lifestyle and not just their words. Because a lifestyle will say a lot to you where words will only give you a part of the picture. So today, the subject that we're going to be talking about is, are you blessed or lucky? Now, for some of you who don't know any better, you think they're the same thing. <laughs> you you actually think that if you say I'm blessed, it's the same thing as saying I'm lucky. Well, first of all, for those who are like me, you would know that there is no such thing as luck. First of all, let's just say that off the top. There is no such thing as luck. And anybody who knows anything about the Lord knows that. So as we say, some of us, that's a given that if you know what uh, the Word of God says, there's nothing in the Word of God about luck. 
Luck is something that, you know, somewhere along the line in the history of mankind, they started coming up with this thing. And they made it look like, oh, well, if certain things happen for you, you got good luck. And so I'm just coming here to dispel that whole notion of luck and what that means to a believer. So we're going to go straight off the top. We're going to go straight to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, starting there, because I believe this is the best place to start when we even get into this subject, because we're going to now find out what it means in the, in the eyes of God for a person to be blessed versus being cursed. So just so let, so you know, right off the top, in this, in this life that we live, you're either blessed or you're cursed. There is no in-between. There is no getting around it. There is no luck, bad or good. There is either blessed or cursed. That is the category that God puts us in. Now, these are signs. These are straight out of the Bible, signs of what determines if you're blessed or what determines if you're cursed. And if you follow these signs right here, these are the things that's going to tell you what type of person you're really dealing with. So the other day I was talking to somebody and um, I just asked them how they're doing. And then they said they were blessed. And I was thinking to myself, wow, yeah, well, I'm blessed too. But, you know, when I hear that from most people, um, unless I know for a fact that they are a believer, then I just know that's nothing more than like saying, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, if somebody says, what's up, man? You know, that's just a way of saying hello. Saying I'm blessed these days is just like saying, hi, how are you? You know what I'm saying? It's really not a real um, response in the sense of what we talk about. Now, if you go back to back in the day, when we see in the in the Bible where actually people would address each other in the sense of saying, you know, I bless you and bless shall you be in this and this, that, and the third. If you go back to that time when the words blessing actually had a weight to it, that it seems like the world is causing that weight of that word to be dissipated because so many people are using it these days. And so many people think that it's one of those things that they could just throw around and it applies to everybody. You would think that every single person that uses that word is actually, you know, actually living out the result of what that word means. But the fact of the matter is they aren't. So Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse one says, and it shall come to pass. And I'm going to say, this is coming from the King James Version. I'm going to say it like modern day English, okay? And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. 
Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body. Actually, it says blessed shall be the fruit of your body. And the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Now, I want to just go back to verse five. Blessed shall be your basket and your store. So in other words, it's like saying your bank account. Because you store things to save up for something in the future. Your basket is where you store things. So you shall have a bank account that's going to reflect that you're blessed. In other words, you're saving up money. You got money stacking up. Blessed shall you be when you go come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee, which means to run away in terror before you seven ways. Wow. These are the these are evidence that you are blessed when you see stuff like this. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouses, your bank accounts, and in all that you set your hand unto. That means whatever job you're on, whatever thing that you, whatever venture that you're venturing out to do. You know, he even said to Joshua, he said, if you will observe to do all these things, if you meditate on my word day and night and you will observe to do all these things that I command you, you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. So that right there shows you the word of God is the key. If a woman or a man is not studying the word of God, they are not living by the word of God. There is no way they can be blessed. If you like what I do with this podcast and what we talk about and you think it helps you and will help others, then there are a few things I need you to help me with that are all free to you so that this podcast and its reach may grow. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. Number two, subscribe to the New Numa Godcast live YouTube channel. Number three, tell a friend or family member about the podcast. Number four, Give the podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, along with an inspirational comment about how great the podcast is. Thanks again for showing love and support. Peace. No way. And I'm going to read on and you're going to see. The Lord shall command a blessing upon you and your storehouses and all that you set your hand unto, and, you shall, and he shall bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord shall establish you and holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto you if you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods, in the fruit of your body and in the fruit of your cattle and in the fruit of your ground and in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give you. 
The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto your land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. You hear that? That's a really big key right there. Now, don't misunderstand this. There's nothing wrong with you borrowing money from a bank. But what this is talking about is you're not going to be going out here talking about, man, anybody got $5? Man, I don't have no money. I don't have no money until my next paycheck, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not what it's talking about. Actually, um, it, it prop well, let me say it like this. As far as the borrowing, yeah, it, it is talking about that. You won't have to be borrowing to make it from check to check and all this kind of stuff. That's not being blessed. Now, I will say this as a little side note and as a, a uh, I don't know what the other word would be for this. I'm going to say this, though. Understand that there are levels of blessings. And that even when you look at the life of Jesus, the Bible said that he grew in favor with God and man. He grew in it. He did not just get this big thing and it just dropped on him one day and then he was just at the maximum level. It said he grew in it, which means that he went from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. There is a level of blessing that you might have in your life, but you're not at the ultimate level of blessing. So what you'll find is that in your life, you'll grow in the blessings of the Lord on your life and you'll see it grow and grow and grow. In other words, and I know this is going to make some people mad. It's going to have to make you mad for you to actually study the word for yourself. And then for you to then find out that God has something for you. But you're going to have to do what it takes to get there. If you're not finding it in your life that you have grown to one from one level to the next to the next to the next in blessings, something is wrong. Something happened along the way that you need to figure out to figure out why something is going on in your life. Now, I want to give a balance to this because there is a difference between you're not blessed versus you were in a situation that turned bad and someone left you high and dry out of nowhere. Let's say, for instance, I know people who were married and their spouse decided that they were going to leave them. For no, no good reason, definitely not a biblical reason. And it wasn't for a reason that was of any merit that anyone would look at them and say, we understand why you left. Nothing like that. They just got up and said, I'm not, I don't want to be married anymore. You know, it could have been, oh, I, I don't want to be married to you anymore because you're in the ministry and I'm not trying to be down with that or. I don't want to be married anymore because, you know, I just have a better life here and I'm not trying to go there and blah, 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 you know, or, yeah, we're going to move here together. And then next thing you know, that that other spouse decides, well, I'm not moving there. I decided I'm not coming now. And that's when you just your life is flipped upside down and you can't even it's not your fault. It's something that they did. And now your life is affected by that. And now you have to regroup, you know, you have to, you know, recover and all that kind of stuff. 
And when you look at the life of David, David went through stuff like that. Um, so not, that's just one example of many. But the one thing that I found I found out about the Lord is that He will allow people who have a purpose and destiny in the future, which everybody you have a, a future purpose and destiny. What I mean is that those of you who are following the path of the Lord, He has a way that He deals with us where he'll break us down to the lowest common denominator first, and then he'll build us up from there. Why? Because number one, he wants us to know where our blessings came from. He wants us to know why we're in the position that we're in, who did it, and that he will get the glory. He doesn't want any man or woman to get the glory for anything that happened in our lives. God uses people, of course, but they are not to get the glory for what happened in your life. They can get honor. They can get recognition, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, we know that every blessing comes from the Lord. The Bible says promotion does not come from the east, west, or the south, but it comes from the Lord. So the bottom line is this. When it comes to the blessings of God in your life, they should increase over time as you walk with the Lord. Now, sometimes I will even say this. Sometimes God will break you down in one area and he'll be building you up in another area. So it's kind of balancing itself out. You'll see blessings, but you see that certain things are a struggle for you at that time. That is also part of the way the Lord deals with us. But the thing is, is that Overall, you'll see that you are really blessed. It's not and it's not a curse on you because today you didn't have the money to eat some food or something like that. It's just saying that the Lord is bringing you through a season where you have to learn how to trust him when it comes to provision. I went through one of those seasons. I would say I would say I went through that type of season at least I would say at least 15 years. I would say at least 15 years of my life, maybe more than that. I went through a season of really having to trust the Lord for provision in various ways. And the Lord was teaching me how he works, how he functions, how he operates in your, in my life and in other people's lives. He was showing me stuff. And then I went through a situation that was similar to David where he, he went through his his ziklag, ziklag where he was living, was burned down. Everything that he had was burned to the ground except for the stuff that the enemy took. So the enemy took all of their stuff, but then he burned their houses to the ground. So it looked like they lost everything. He took their wives, children, and their 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 uh, belongings, and then he burned their houses to the ground. So that they, when they came back from when they wherever they were. David and his men had nothing to come home to. They had nothing there. Everything was in shambles. It was in ashes, burned to the ground. And that's where we get that passage from that's so quoted in the body where it says, and David, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So bottom line is this. David was blessed the whole time, but God had to break him down in certain ways so he would learn how to trust God. So let's continue on. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. And the Lord shall make you the head 
and not the tail. You're going to be at the top, not at the bottom. You're going to be at the, the front, not the back. God will bring you to the forefront. I've had that happen to me many times on jobs. I would get there. I'd be the low man on a totem pole, so to speak. Over time, being there, all of a sudden, I come to the top. I rise to the top. I'm at the head of the class. I'm the one that's standing out. I am standing out from other people that might have been there longer than me. Happens. It has happened to me many, many times. <clears throat> Those are signs that the Lord is working in your life and that you are blessed. I've had favor on these jobs that I've been at. Every time I've had favor, seeing how the Lord is moving on my behalf. So, and it says, and you shall be above only and you shall not be beneath. If that you hearken, which means to hear and obey unto the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day to observe and to do them. And you shall not go aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Notice that it's talking about not going after other gods. God is trying to make sure these people understand everything you are blessed with has everything to do with me. It comes from me. It increases because of me. It can't be touched by the enemy because of me. But verse 15, but it shall come to pass if you will not hearken, hear and obey unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city and cursed shall you be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket and your store. Your bank account is going to be zero. You're going to be living from check to check, barely making it. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your land, the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. In other words, I'm just going to say it like this because it's basically everything is going to be the opposite of what it has been. If you if it's the opposite of what it would be if you were blessed. But let me go to verse 20 because I want to really drive this home. The Lord shall send upon you cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that you set your hand unto for it to do until you be destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings whereby you have forsaken me. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto you until he has consumed you off from off the land where, where you go to possess it. The Lord shall smite you with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew. And they shall pursue you until you perish. And your heaven that is over your head shall be brass and the earth that is under you shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of your land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon you until you be destroyed. The Lord shall cause you to be smitten before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and run away in terror seven ways before them and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. And your carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air and unto the beast of the earth and no man shall fray them away. 
the Lord will smite you with the botch of Egypt and with the emeralds, which is hemorrhoids, by the way, and with the scab and with the itch whereof you cannot be healed. It's something you can't be healed of, he's saying, when you're cursed. The Lord shall smite you with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And you shall grope at noonday as the blind gropes in darkness, and you shall not prosper in your ways. And you shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, and you shall not dwell therein. You shall plant a vineyard, and shall not gather the grapes thereof. Your ox shall be slain before your eyes, and you shall not eat thereof. Your ass shall be violently taken away from before your face and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given unto your enemies, and you shall have none to rescue. Your sons and your daughters shall be given unto another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. And there shall be no might in your hand. The fruit of your land and all your labor shall a nation which you know not eat up and you shall be only oppressed and crushed always so that you shall be mad for the sight of your eyes, which you shall see. The Lord shall smite you in the knees and in the legs and a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of your foot unto the top of your head. The Lord shall bring you and your king, which you shall set over you unto a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there shall you serve other gods, wood and stone. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb and a byword among all nations where the Lord shall, shall lead you. Notice it says where the Lord shall lead you, where the Lord shall lead you. This right here, I believe it is a word prophetically for especially those who are of African-American descent or African descent that's been dispersed throughout the islands and, you know, South America or the Americas. You shall carry much seed out into the field and shall gather but little in for the locusts shall consume it. So in other words, you're going to do a lot of work for a little return. You shall plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your coasts, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil for your olive shall cast its fruit. You shall beget sons and daughters, but you shall not enjoy them for they shall go into captivity. All your trees and fruit of your land shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within you shall get up every above the very high, above you very high, and you shall come down very low. He shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and shall pursue you and overtake you till you be destroyed. Because you hearken not unto the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. 
and they shall be upon you for a sign and for a wonder and upon your seed forever because you serve not the Lord your God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shall you serve your enemies which the Lord shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord shall bring a nation against you from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose tongue you shall not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat your, the fruit of your cattle and the fruit of your land until you be destroyed, which also shall not leave you either corn, wine, or oil or the increase of your kind or flocks of your sheep until he has destroyed you. And he shall besiege you in all your gates until you your high and fenced walls come down, wherein you trusted throughout all your land, and he shall besiege you in all your gates throughout all the land, your land, which the Lord your God has given you. And you shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and of your daughters, which the Lord your God has given you in the siege and in the straightness where, wherewith your enemies shall distress you. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eyes shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children, whom he shall eat. That's crazy. Because he has nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith your enemies shall distress you in all your gates, the tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground, for delicateness and tenderness, her eyes shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter and toward her young one that comes out from between her feet and toward her children, which she, which she shall bear. For she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and straightness wherewith your enemies shall distress you in your gates. While all this cannibalism that he's talking about and it reminds me of abortion that's going on in America. That this abortion that's happening is just like eating the young. That's a curse. If you would not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord your God, then the Lord shall make your plagues wonderful and plagues of your seed, even great plagues and of long countenance, content, continuance rather, and sore sicknesses and of long continuance. In other words, they're going to last a long time. Moreover, he will bring upon you all the diseases of Egypt with you, which you were afraid of, and they shall cleave unto you. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law them will the Lord bring upon you until you be destroyed. <laughs> In other words, people probably was thinking, oh, I'm just only going to have to worry about what he wrote in the Bible. No, 
AIDS could be one. It could be herpes. It could be a lot of things. It's just whatever. And he says, and you shall be left few in number. Whereas you were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord, your God. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught or nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land where you go to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter you among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations shall you find no ease. Neither shall the sole of your foot have rest, but the Lord shall give you there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. And your life shall hang in doubt before you and you shall fear day and night and shall have none assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, would God it were even, or in other words, nighttime. And at nighttime you shall say, would God it were morning or daytime. For the fear of your heart wherewith you shall fear and for the sight of your eyes, which you shall see. And the Lord shall bring you into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto you, you shall see it no more again. And there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. That was very deep. That was very deep. That was the whole Deuteronomy chapter 28. Here's the thing. Um, one thing that we have to realize is that God, when he blesses. First of all, there's conditions for his blessing. And he said it right there. He outlined it right there in our face there are conditions for the blessings if you do not meet the conditions you will not be blessed it doesn't matter what a person says about being blessed if they're not meeting these conditions they are not blessed it doesn't matter what they think it's all about what god said and what he means and god means what he says so I'm going to stop for, for now. I'm going to stop there because I think that those verses drove it home. We can get into more specific things later, but um, we'll touch on that subject at another time. But for now, that is the end of my discussion on the blessed or lucky. One thing that you want to make sure of is that you are walking with the Lord, walking according to his statutes so that you can see those kind of blessings upon your life that people talk about. So, are you blessed or are you lucky? Or are you cursed? That's a question that you need to ask for yourself and that you need to find out the answer to. And the way you find that out is by studying what the Word says about both of those situations. So, once again, you've been listening to Nunuma Godcast. I'm your host, Norman Brown. Make sure if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
I have two YouTube channels, but one of them, the one that I really want people to look at is New Numa Godcast Live. On there, I'm actually uh, talking about a lot of things that I don't even touch on on this podcast, on this audio version. I get into stuff that I don't talk about on this audio version because, number one, I want to have a different type of conversation over there, number one. Number two, because it's kind of more raw and like just off the top somewhat, and then it's kind of like in a moment when I'm thinking about something, I'll just start talking about it. So it gives another kind of perspective, but it's also for those that are on YouTube that, you know, like to find out what other kind of stuff is on there. So make sure you go on there, New Numa Godcast Live, the YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. If you're not subscribed yet to this podcast, make sure you subscribe today. Follow us, whatever platform you're on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, you know, Google, whatever, iHeart. Make sure you so- you follow and subscribe. Also, if you're on YouTube, um, get on there, share, like, and comment on those videos. You know what I'm saying? I really would like to hear from you. And those of you that are on this audio version of the podcast, make sure you also reach out to me and let me know what kind of things you would like for me to talk about. I'm really interested in hearing from you and um, and also sharing, you know. So anyway, thank you again for listening to the New Numa Godcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to the New Numa Godcast once again. This is your host, Norm. Follow me at Norm the Professor on IG. I'm in agreement for power and breakthrough in your life. Keep tuning in every week for that real talk, new life.